What's up everyone? Good morning and once again welcome to our online Water's Edge Sunday morning worship experience. Thank you so very much for hanging out with us today and tuning in. For those of you that continue to like and share these online digital worship experiences with your circle of influence, thank you so very much for doing that. Continue to do that. Also, for those of you that continue to worship with us through giving and generosity and meeting our new $10 challenge, thank you so very much for doing that. That allows us once again to help more people, love more people, feed more people, and serve more people. Thank you so, so, so very much for doing that. Today, we finish up with our current series entitled The Roommate. And in this series, the roommate that we're talking about is really not someone else because in this series, we're talking about that one permanent roommate in our life that'll absolutely never move out. You will be stuck with this roommate now and for the rest of your life because in this series, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about you learning to live with yourself and me learning to live with myself. You learning to live with you and me learning to live with me. You and I coming face to face with our issues. You and I coming face to face with our storms, our giants, our battles, our mountains, our fears, our uncertainties. Coming face to face with ourselves and dealing with ourselves. Also in this series, we've been talking about this. We started off talking about how if you want to live in future peace, more future peace instead of future regret, then you have to understand a few things. The first thing was this, and notice this today, that if you leave your current self unprotected and unattended to, then your future self is capable of anything. Your future self is capable of a lot of regret and a lot of heartache and a lot of pain if you leave your current self unprotected and unattended to. And then we all know this, you and I slowly start to make excuses for how we are becoming in this life. And then we slowly start to accept those excuses as being valid. Well, I'm this way because I've been through this battle and this storm. I'm this way because someone did this to me because of my past, my hurt, my circumstances that hit me out of nowhere. That's why I am this way. We slowly start to make excuses for how we ended up the way we ended up and then we accept those excuses as being valid. But let me point out something else and notice this today. Everyone who experiences major regret at one time in their life believed that this could never happen to them. At one time in their life, they were asking this question about other people. How could they do that? How could they live with themselves until one day because they left their current self unattended, other people were asking that same question about you. How could you do that? How could you live with yourself? And this happens because, again, we leave our current self unprotected and unattended to, and that determines how your future self always, always, always ends up. And that's what this series is about, the roommate. And we're answering this question, and notice what this question is today. If you're still with me, say I'm still with you. What are the three main habits that can guide and safeguard your future self? I studied this information from Andy Stanley. It meant so much to me that that I thought I would share it with you in a series form. The first week, the first habit, we talked about this. We talked about daily surrender through inner and personal worship. Every single day, we become a living sacrifice. And when we practice that Jesus habit in our life, that helps us attend to and take care of and protect our current self. Daily worship, daily surrender through inner and personal worship. Last week, we talked about habit number two, and that was this. It was always to 
monitor and to filter your heart. Don't just take care of your outside, but start on the inside. Now, let me ask you this. Who is your favorite person in this life? Not on TV, but someone that you know, or maybe you knew them years ago. Maybe they passed away or maybe they moved away, but this person made a positive impact on your life. For me, it's two men that I can specifically remember. Number one, my dad. And then number two, it was one of my dad's friends who was a youth camp director. He, he was a director over an entire youth camp. And these two men, my dad and this man who was my dad's friend, made such an impact on me because they were loving, they were compassionate, they had empathy, they made me feel loved, they made me feel accepted, they made me feel special when I was around them, but also they had this ability to roll with the punches of life. This humble ability to let go of what they needed to let go of and just roll with the punches in this life. And both of these men, my dad and this man who ran this camp, made a big impact on my life. Now, I've probably never met your favorite person and you've probably never met my favorite person in life, but chances are I could tell you a few things about your favorite person and you could probably tell me a few things about my favorite person because chances are, and probably so, they have some very redeeming qualities, things in their life in common. For instance, they're probably not consumed with themselves. They probably put other people first. They're probably very humble. You probably will never forget how good this person made you feel and their lives are authentic. They were or they are very giving and very forgiving. They're honest and so on. These people have made such a huge impact on our lives to the point where we would say, that's one of my favorite people in this world. Now, in this series, we've been looking at these Jesus habits, these Jesus habits to make sure that you close the distance between who you are versus who you pretend to be. These three Jesus habits that can help you take care of and protect your current self so your future self lives in greater peace instead of greater regret. These three Jesus habits that help you manage the distance, but not just manage the distance, close the distance and eliminate the distance between who you are and who you should be. How many times have you been in a relationship, any type of relationship, whether it's romantic, friendship, work relationship, whatever it is with a person, and then you later on realize that they misrepresented themselves. They misrepresented who they were to you. Well, these three habits make sure that we don't do that to people. These three habits make sure that we close the distance between who we are privately versus who we pretend to be publicly. Because remember, the health of your soul determines how wide the distance is versus who you are versus who you pretend to be. The health of your soul determines how wide the distance is versus who you are versus who you should be. And these three habits make sure that you close that gap and you close that distance. You and I are capable of doing so many things that we never thought possible unless we take care of our current self. And so today we move on with habit number three. Now, understand this today. All of us desire someone else's applause, someone else's attention, and someone else's love. We all desire that from someone else, their applause, their attention, and their love. We all crave that. And that begins very early in life when we start saying, hey, mom, hey, dad, watch this. Hey, mom, hey, dad, watch this. 
pay attention to me. Give me some love. Give me some applause and attention. And whatever that was that was in us as kids, we still have it. It has not left us as adults. We have this attention bucket and it leaks and it seems like we always want more. More attention, more likes, more follows. Because, and remember this today, if you're still with me, Sam, still with you. We have an appetite for attention and no appetite is ever fully satisfied. The more attention we get, then the more attention we want. And this happens when we're not even really aware of it. And notice this today. This, this happens all the time in our life when we don't even know that it's happening and we're not even really aware of it. Remember this. We get accustomed to, we get entitled to, and we get dependent upon attention. We get accustomed to it. We get entitled to it and we depend upon it. We start to feel like something is wrong if we don't get our usual applause and our usual attention. And when that happens, it feels like something is slipping away from us in this life. Something is walking out of our life slowly, fading out of our life slowly and slipping away from our life very slowly. And when you feel like something is slipping away from your life, what do you normally do? We try to hold on to it even tighter, even tighter. We try to hold on to those relationships even tighter. We try to hold on to those people. We try to hold on to that money, that image, those excuses. We try to hold on to that status, that attention, and that feelings. We try to hold on to it even tighter when you and I feel like it's starting to slip away from our life and slip away out of our hands. And we all know this to be true and remember this today and notice this. We usually end up losing what we cling to and clinging to something else besides God causes you and I to lose ourself. Remember that. Let me say that again. We usually end up losing what we cling to. And when we cling to something else first before God, then we usually lose who we are and we lose ourselves. Jesus even said that. If you try to save your life, you're going to lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, then you will find real life. And think about this. Your favorite person in this world that you look up to does not do this. They do not. Our favorite people somehow have the ability to let certain things in this life just slip away and it not devastate them for a season. Our favorite person discovered a secret in life that kept their soul filled with more joy and more peace and less worry and less regret and shame. And the younger you are, if you can get a hold of this, the younger you are, this can help safeguard your future self from a lot of major, major future regret and future pain and unpeacefulness. And we also find this in one little statement in the New Testament, one little statement, we find this last important habit, this one major habit, probably the most important habit that you've never been taught about, the most important habit that you've never been told about, and the most important habit that we've never ever learned about it. And we find it in one little statement in the New Testament. But first, let me give you some background. Mark chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. Check this out today. This is the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. It began just as the prophet Isaiah had written. Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. This messenger was John the Baptist. He was in the wilderness and preached that people should be baptized to show that they had repented of their sins and turned back to God to be forgiven. 
all of Judea, including all the people of Jerusalem, went out to see John and to hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. His clothes were woven of coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locust and wild honey. John announced, someone is coming soon who is greater than I am. Someone is coming that is greater than I am, so much greater that I am not even worthy to stoop down like a slave and untie the straps of his sandals. This was the cousin of Jesus, and John the Baptist said, I'm not even worthy to be a slave to Jesus. Now, he was talking about, John the Baptist was talking about how broken the religion of his day was and how we all really need a personal relationship. We need to come back to a personal relationship with God that leads to a change of direction in this life. And the religious leaders sent some of their minions to ask John the Baptist if he was the Messiah that they were all looking for or should they look for someone else. And he says that he's not. He says, I'm not the Messiah, but someone greater than him is the true Messiah. We move on, John chapter 1, verse 30. He is the one I was talking about when I said, A man is coming after me who is greater than me, far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. He says, Jesus is greater than me. The attention begins to be placed on Jesus Take the attention off of me and put it on Jesus. And then what happens next is where all of this relates to you and I. This, what happens next, is what hits my personal life. And this is what hits your personal life too. And this is amazing what we see next. John chapter 1, verses 35 through 37. The following day, John the Baptist was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. They stopped following John the Baptist and they were disciples of John the Baptist and they followed Jesus. He pointed his disciples to follow, not him, but someone else. The more followers he had, the more status, prestige, popularity and recognition he had. But when Jesus showed up, he said, that's why I'm here. I was sent to prepare the way for Jesus. You don't have to follow me. Take the attention off of me and place it on Jesus. And then John says something so very key, and it's key to you and I safeguarding our current self. It's key to you and I safeguarding our current self so our future self lives in greater peace instead of great regret. And this is a statement that we should all hold on to, to today as we think about how many times life can slip away from us very easily and very suddenly. This one statement is something we should all keep in mind, write down, save it, think about it all the time as we think about how temporary life can be. John chapter 3 verses 26 through 27 if you're still with me Sam's still with you so John's disciples came to him and said Rabbi the man you met on the other side of the Jordan River the one you identified as the Messiah is also baptizing people that's kind of like your gig but he's doing it too and everybody is going to him now instead of us John replied and notice this this is the statement no one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven in other words whatever gets placed in our life whatever gets placed in our hands is really out of our control anyway Everything that comes into and out of our life is really out of our control anyway. And think about that. The life, 
the opportunities, the city that we live in has the possibility to slip away from us at any time. And we all know that about our life. We all know that about our opportunities. And after two major hurricanes struck our city, we all know that about our city. It has the opportunity. Life has the opportunity to slowly slip away from us or quickly slip away at any time. The circumstances that we have in life, the relationships that we have in life, the health that we have in life, the strength that we have in life, the time that we have in life can slip away from you and I at any time and it can happen very quickly and very suddenly and it all comes from God anyway it's out of our control anyway now we move on if you're still with me say I'm still with you and this next statement just brings it all into focus this brings it all into focus for us today John chapter 3 verse 30 notice this today Jesus must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. Notice what John the Baptist says, and this is the habit. God must become the greatest thing in my life. God must become the greatest thing in my heart. My greatest desire, God must become the greatest passion of my soul, including greater than me, including greater than my feelings. God must become greater than my emotions. He must become greater than my pride. He must become greater than my wants. He must become greater than my desires. He must become greater than my image. He's got to become greater than it all. Why? Because it can all slip away at any time anyway. That's why. And Jesus will never walk away from you and God will never slip away from you. Life can slip away from us very, very easily and very suddenly. So let's go back over this. Three habits in this series to safeguard and attend to your current self to protect your future self, to make sure your future self lives in greater peace instead of great regret, and to close the distance between who you are versus who you should be and who you pretend to be. Habit number one, daily surrender to God through inner and personal worship. Habit number two, Filter everything and monitor everything that comes in and out of your heart. And then today, the last habit is this, habit number three. And notice this today, don't cling to what you cannot control. I wish someone would have told me that. That's the greatest Jesus habit that I never learned about until later on in life. Don't cling to what you cannot control. Listen, let's answer this question. How do you safeguard your soul? How do you safeguard your soul from the fear of loss as you realize that many things in this life that you once held on to tightly could slip away at any time and it's all out of our control anyway because you will lose in this life in the near future or the distant future you will experience loss and when you do how do you during those times when life is slipping away from you hold on to your joy how do you when life is slipping away from you hold on to your faith Hold on to your optimism. How do you hold on to your love? How do you hold on to your purpose? How do you hold on to your compassion? How do you hold on to your excitement for Jesus? How do you hold on to your integrity and your peace and your character? Well, this is how only cling to God. Cling to God. He's the one thing in life that will never slip away from you or fade away out of your life or walk away from you. This world is watching you every single day as you experience loss in this life. 
because they are also losing things in this life. What will they see? What will they look up to? This is what they should see when people and love starts to slip away from us. Cling to God first. When strength and health starts to slip away from us, cling to God first. When temporary things and temporary feelings and temporary relationships start to slip away from us, cling to God first. When temporary situations and temporary circumstances and this temporary life starts to slip away from us, cling to God first. He must become greater and greater and greater and we must become less and less and less. And when we apply these three Jesus habits, it'll safeguard and protect our current self so our future self lives in great peace instead of great regret. Thank you so very much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Stay tuned for the amazing Water's Edge Band. We cannot wait to see you back next week.